0: Música
1: Be seated, and I'm going to invite uh, Timothy, who's from Ebenezer uh, Reformed Baptist Church, to come and uh, pray for us. Thank you.
2: We thank you, Lord, for your great kindness and your love in sending your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that he is the perfect gift. And Lord, we come to worship and to praise and adore you this very day. We pray, Lord, that you will bless our brother as he proclaims your word, that it will be by the power and the might of the Holy Spirit and you will be honoured and glorified in every single way. Pray for any that do not know you, Lord, that it would please you by your mighty grace to save them all for your glory's sake lord we do recognize that your son is the the best gift that mankind could ever have even contemplated or think of lord we thank you and we praise you lord we are so often lost for words how can we uh praise you enough but lord you have given us breath and 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 faculties lord to praise and worship and adore you So Lord, we pray now for your presence, we pray for the assistance of the Holy Spirit to worship your right, and Lord, I pray that all will be done, it will be well-pleasing in your sight, giving much praise, honour and glory to you. We pray, Lord, that you will help us to walk in a well-pleasing manner before you, and Lord, that we will be able to speak of the hope that is within us, Lord, to many folk um, and the remaining time of this year and, God willing, the year to come. So, Lord, presence yourself with us now. Be with us, Lord. Help us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And I pray all these things in the mighty name of our glorious Saviour, whose name is above every other name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for leading us in prayer this morning. Um, I think it 's time we find another star don 't you? Um, who can spot star number two, star number two? Uh, it's, people are pointing over there. Uh, Gracie, do you want to go and get it for us you can 't see it our I, I think you 'll see why you can 't see it in a moment it 's down there. <laughs> Thank you, Gracie. Thank you so much. And what is on the back of this? Uh, Numbers 24, verse 17. Why on earth is Numbers 24, verse 17 on there? Uh, Well, let's have a read of it, and then uh, I'll I'll say very briefly why. Um, Let's stick the star up first so we can see it. There we go. Star number T. Uh, It says this. uh, I see him, but not now. I behold him. But not near, a star will come out of Jacob, and a scepter will rise out of Israel. Uh, As the wise men saw the star, as they were contemplating what on earth it meant, they probably knew this really ancient prophecy from a guy called Balaam, who God used to speak God's word through. Uh, And he prophesied of someone who was going to come in the future, who would be a ruler, he would hold a scepter, he would be a king, and a star will come out of God's people. And they made connections, and so they left home and traveled hundreds of miles to follow this star, to find this king, King Jesus, who we're celebrating this morning. We'll see more about that in a little while. But first of all, We're going to sing again. We're going to come and worship, just like the wise men did, come and worship Christ, the newborn King, as we sing angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight over all the earth, heralds of creation story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Let's stand and let's worship Christ, the newborn King, together. be seated. Uh, it's time now to find the third star. So, oh, Isaac Rayfield, straight up. Uh, do you know where it is? Excellent. Come go and find it for us. Let's see. Where, where is the star? It's over the back there. Good spot. And you were right at the front as well. Thank you, Isaac. Star number three. And on the back, it says Micah chapter five, verse two and four. So what does this say? This says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me, one who will be a ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God and then they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. We're going to see in a moment, as Matthew 2 is read, that the wise men arrive in Jerusalem and they say, where is the king? Well, the answer that they get is from these two verses, from the book of Micah. And it says that the king will be born, uh, well, the king will be from Bethlehem. So we're going to have that read now to us. Uh, George, who's from Grace Church, is going to come uh, and read for us from Matthew chapter T, verses 1 to 12. Thank you. Magi visit the
3: Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the East came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose rose,
1: Thank you so much for reading for us. And um, before we have a look at that chapter together, we're going to sing again. We're going to sing about these wise men, um, and this song um, has uh, different different verses which help us to learn um, things that we can learn from the wise men as they traveled. Uh, As with gladness, men of old did the guiding star beholds the star. As with joy, they hailed its light leading onward, beaming bright. So most gracious, Lord, may we evermore your splendor see. Let's stand and sing this carol together. turn back, uh, if you have a Bible with you, do turn back to Matthew chapter 2. We're looking at those verses that George read for us. Uh, And before we uh, have a look at them, let's pray together. Let's pray. Father, we ask, please, that as we look at these verses together, uh, that, that we would see more of the Lord Jesus. That we would see more of his splendor uh, and majesty. And that we would leave here uh, excited to be able to worship him uh, on this very special day, we pray. Amen. Well, it's here. Christmas has come. The day has finally arrived. The countdown is over. Uh, and I can see some people uh, rejoicing in their seats about that. And uh, we're in this passage this morning, and I think it's a great passage to be in on Christmas morning. I think it has many of the things uh, that we love about Christmas, or maybe not so so much love. Um, it has a journey. Um, I wonder, uh, some of us will have been on long journeys to be here in Brighton today, maybe we've come from other parts of the country or even, maybe even other parts of the world to celebrate Christmas in Brighton today. Um, and in our passage, we have people who have journeyed from a very long way, hundreds, maybe even up to a thousand miles, they travelled to find the King, Jesus. Uh, we also have stars. Christmas is full of stars. So we have Christmas tree stars. We have TV stars. We have starring roles in nativities. Uh, and we have uh, the star that the wise men followed. Um, so we have that star in this passage. Uh, we've also got gifts. Uh, some of you this morning were telling me about gifts that you've already received today. Um, And today is a day where we give and receive gifts. And in this passage, we have three gifts. We have frankincense, gold, and myrrh. So today, uh, in this passage, this is really a great journey, Um, a great passage even for us to look at as we see the wise men who've journeyed to Jerusalem to come and find the King of the Jews. Uh, And as we read this passage... Uh, as we read the word magi or wise men, you may have been thinking to yourself, well, this is this is a passage about the three kings, isn't it? Uh, we sing sometimes, we three kings of Oriental. We have uh, Christmas cards with uh, people wearing crowns as they come uh, to see Jesus. But it's not quite correct. We don't actually have three kings. They're not called kings who come to Jesus in this passage, Um, but we do have kings in this passage. They're not the three kings, but we do have two kings. We have King Herod uh, and we have King Jesus, and we're going to think about them together uh, for a few minutes this morning. So the wise men, as they journey to Jerusalem, they stop at the palace. They stop and speak to the king, King Herod. And they ask this question in verse two, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come first time in about 70 years or so. We have a king on the throne in this country and he is spending Christmas here. It's a place called Sandringham. It's up in North Norfolk I got to go and visit it uh, one summer a few years ago. I wasn't a royal guest. I had to pay to get in. Um, but it is definitely a place fit for a king to spend Christmas. And so, of course, these wise men looking for a king would come to the capital city, to Jerusalem. They would come uh, and find uh, King Herod and ask him, Where is this new king, this king of the Jews who has been born? But this is news to Herod. Uh, Herod is pretty old. Uh, He probably hasn't had a child in some years. Uh, And so it disturbs him. Uh, What is this about? There's no other king. I'm the king. So verse 3 says, When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. And so was all of Jerusalem with him. People have arrived from hundreds of miles to find another king. But he's the king. Suddenly his throne and his power seems under threat. And so he gets his religious advisors together and asks them, what's the meaning of this? Where's, Where's this king? What's happening? And so they get an answer together. And it's from one of the verses we read from Micah. Uh, And they quote it here for us in verse 6. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people. God, through his prophet Micah, about 700 years or so before a king would be born in Bethlehem, prophesied this. So the wise men, they're not quite there yet. They haven't quite got to the place where the king is. Uh, And on long journeys, we might say, are we there yet? Uh, I might well be saying that as uh, I go up to Norfolk on Tuesday. Uh, Are we there yet? Um, It can be a very annoying question, especially as you probably know what the answer is. The answer is probably no, if the car is still going. And these wise men, as they get to Jerusalem, are we here? Are we there yet? Is the king here? No. Just a few miles outside of Jerusalem is a town called Bethlehem. You will find him there. And King Herod, who sees that these wise men are intent on going there, gives them these instructions in verse 8. Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him... Report to me so that I too may go and worship him. And that's really the right response from Herod. He should be really wanting to go and join the wise men in worshiping Jesus. In fact, he should be rushing along with them to Bethlehem. That's really what he should be doing. But as we read on, we see that this King Herod, he doesn't actually want to go to Bethlehem and worship Jesus but actually he wants him dead and the wise men they're warned about this in a dream not to go back to Herod and verse 16 we read this when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi he was furious and so he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under That's not very Christmassy, is it? King Herod wants to kill all these baby boys around Bethlehem area because he wants this king of the Jews, he wants him dead. He wants Jesus gone and out of the way. That's the action of a nasty dictator to get Jesus out of the way, to get all these baby boys dead because his throne And his power is under threat. One of my favorite Christmas films is this. It's called Nativity. I've watched it twice uh, since the beginning of November. Um, (laughs) And there's room to watch it more. Um, I love it. And if you're not familiar with the, the story of this film, it's about two schools... St Bernadettes, who are the school in blue, uh, and the red school, Oakmore, St Bernadettes is the kind of run down state school and um, Oakmore is the posh private school and there 's a newspaper reviewer in the area ready to go and watch their nativity performances it 's Christmas time nativity performances happen in school uh, and What happens every year is that Oakmore gets an outstanding review uh, and uh, St. Bernadette's gets a poor review. But this year is going to be different because Mr. Madden's, the teacher at St. Bernadette's, he says to someone that uh, Hollywood are going to come. Hollywood are going to come and turn their nativity play into a big Hollywood blockbuster movie. It's going to be amazing. That was just a little lie, which kind of spiraled out of control. But the school ended up getting Coventry Cathedral grounds to perform it in. They got all the lights and the money, and the mayor invites the teachers to come and have a reception with them. And Hollywood, indeed, come flying in on a helicopter. Whilst the rival school, Oakmore, which are always number one, the best nativity performance... They try and think, well, what do we do? We're under threat. Our position as number one is under threat. What do we do? Well, we're going to do a nativity all about King Herod. And there's a reenactment of the the killing of all the the baby boys. It's kind of uh, really horrible in some ways. Um, But it is a children's film, and so it's it's not too bad. Um, But it's an astonishing thing to focus your nativity play on. They're desperate. They want to be number one. They want to be the best nativity performance in Coventry. And so they will rule as number one in whatever way they can. And that's true of King Herod. He's desperate and he wants to hold on to his power. uh, And he wants to get rid of this threat who seems a real threat to him. The king of the Jews prophecies foretold him. Jesus was coming, and King Herod doesn't like it. And you know what? King Herod is a bit like all of us. King Herod does what the Bible calls sin, and I described sin to some of us like this last week. It's where we say, shove off God." I'm in charge. I'm on the throne of my life. That's what we're saying. Not you. I'm going to go my way, not your way. That's what King Herod says, and that's what we say when we sin. But there's another king in this passage. It's King Jesus king jesus is born at the end of matthew chapter 1 and he's given the name jesus it says in verse 21 of matthew 1 it says he's given the name jesus because he will save his people from sins from all those times when we say shove off god i'm in charge not ye." this is good news for king herod it's good news for all of us jesus the savior king is born and Matthew 1 shows us at, at great lengths how Jesus is born into a royal family line. How he really is the king who was born. And that prophecy in Micah that King Herod's advises, finds, shows that to And these wise men, these wise men who've travelled hundreds, maybe even a thousand miles to come to Jerusalem, to come and find the king of the Jews... They knew this too. They were very clever men. They uh, spent time studying the stars. We don't know what they, they did. They might have been some kind of scientists, astrologers, astronomers, something like that. But they studied the stars, and they knew there was something really special about this star that they saw way over in the east, hundreds of miles away from Bethlehem. And they knew they had to do something about it. They knew that from things that they had read. They probably heard that prophecy we read from uh, Balaam way back in the Old Testament. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter, something kings have, will rise out of Israel. A ruler, a very special ruler was coming. They probably also had access to the writings of Daniel who was over in the east, in Babylon, in exile. But whatever they knew and whatever they saw, they knew this star was special and it was worth leaving everything behind to come to this king, Jesus. They knew that. And so they left it all behind. They probably traveled months, probably on camels, to come and find this very special king. And as we've seen, they hear he's not in Jerusalem. They're not there yet, but they're nearly there. They're just a few miles away. And so we read this as they continue on on their journey. In verse 9, After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them, until it stopped Over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. They had found the place where the child was, there in Bethlehem. The star stopped over there. They knew they had arrived, and it says they were overjoyed when they saw the star. Now, I don't think they were overjoyed about the star particularly, they knew it was a special star. But if they were just overjoyed at seeing the star again, they could have probably just stayed where they were. They could see the star there. But they were overjoyed even more. They could find Jesus. It was worth the journey. They knew this is a significant, special, important king. A king who is God, who's come to rescue people from their sins. And their response to this other king couldn't be more different than King Herod. King Herod, remember, wants him dead, wants him out the way. But how do the wise men respond? Well, verse 11 tells us On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and <laughs> worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold frankincense, and myrrh. They don't try to kill him. They don't try to get him out the way. They don't say, shove off God, I'm in charge, not you. No, they bow down and worship him. They give their treasures to him. They worship him. They love him. They don't hate him. They don't try to kill him. And these men, they are from the outside. They are from a land far, far away. Hundreds, maybe a thousand miles off. And they come and bow down before him. And we read these words at the start of our our service. About people, herds of camels and people coming uh, from distant lands. Bearing gold and incense. Proclaiming the name of the Lord. Isaiah foretold that and these wise men are doing that as they come and bring their gifts in praise of the Lord Jesus because this is the king of the Jews this is the king of the whole world the king come to save us from our sin and god was making a way for outsiders for people who are sin who sin who are cut off from god to come and bow down before him as king. And yet, just a few miles from Jerusalem, King Herod and his people, they quote words from scripture. They're not far. They're just a few miles away. It wouldn't take them very long at all to get there. And instead of coming to bow down before him, they want him dead. You see, there's two responses that we see in this passage. There's two kings There's also two responses, two responses to King Jesus, the Herod way or the wise men way. So we can be like Herod. We can be like Herod this morning and want him out the way because actually you want to be the king of your life. Life is all about you, me, me, me. Christmas is all about what you want to do. You'll spend it in the way you want it to be spent. You'll spend it with the people you want to see. You're in charge of whether you eat Brussels sprouts, not your mum and dad. It's all about me. As for bowing the knee to King Jesus, no, I don't want to do that. That's what you might say. You, You might say, I'd rather Jesus didn't exist. I'd rather he was just a little innocent child who lived some a couple thousand years ago. That would make my life easier. And if he was, then maybe my mum, dad, sister, brother, friend, whoever we've come with this morning, maybe they would stop wasting their life following him too. You're like Herod. You, you want to be at the center of your life, to reign on the throne of your life. And you'd much rather just get rid of Jesus in any way you can. But Herod, as he tries to get rid of Jesus, as he tries to kill him off, as if you read through the rest of the chapter, you see how God keeps his king Jesus safe. Uh, more words of prophecy are fulfilled. But as you read through the rest of the life of Jesus, you can do that through the rest of Matthew's gospel. We see more rulers who want to come together and kill him. And eventually, They succeed. And at just the right time, God's king, King Jesus, is put to death. Instead of being raised on a great royal throne, he's raised on a cruel cross. Instead of being crowned with a crown of gold, he's crowned with a crown of thorns. But he hung there for us. This was part of God's great plan. This was no mistake. God's great plan to save people from all over the world. People like you and me, even people like Herod who sinned, who would rather he was out the way. Like kings of history, this king died. But unlike other kings of history, this king didn't stay dead. Because nothing and no one could keep this king down. And so he rose again. And he did that so that we could do what the wise men do. Like Herod, we could reject him. But like the wise men, we can bow down and worship this king. This king who has come to save us from our sin. From all those times when we say, shove off God. I'm in charge. I'm on the throne of my life. Not you. This Jesus has come. So how will you respond to him today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for King Jesus. We thank you that he is the long-promised king. Who came to save. And we pray that you'd help us as we go away and think about these things. We pray that you'd help us to respond as the wise men do and worship him, glorify him, this great king. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Just to say, um, maybe uh, some people here, maybe you'd uh, like to think more about the Lord Jesus, more about what the Bible says. Uh, At Calvary Church here, we're going to be running in the new year a Hope Explored course. There's some cards uh, on the way out. Uh, You can fill in, uh, put in your contact details, or or just email me, phone me um, to say you'd like to come. Uh, If these days and times don't work for you, do get in touch as well uh, if you'd like to do it because I'd love to find a way uh, to do this with you. Um, Hope Explored, just a three-week course uh, exploring some more of this stuff together. We're going to end our service by giving glory to the newborn king. I'm sure these wise men, if, if this song was written then, I'm sure they'd be singing this with great joy. Hark the heralds, Angels sing glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all you nations rise. I think of those wise men rising and coming to give glory to Jesus. Join the triumph of the the skies. With the angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Let's sing uh, to the praise of the Lord Jesus. end with a prayer. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. And do have a wonderful rest of your Christmas day. What are you doing, right. Eileen?